Welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Very recently, I don't know when exactly you're listening to this, but safe to say in the last uh, month or so, the New York Times, the one-time newspaper of record, put out an edition that uh, celebrated or featured or highlighted the 75th anniversary of World War II. For those of you who were born very late or who never studied this in school because schools don't teach history anymore, this was a two-ocean war against basically the Nazis and the Japanese, and the United States was instrumental in winning on both fronts. And uh, at the time, Roosevelt, uh, Franklin Roosevelt was a hero. He was into his fourth term when he died. He was always severely ill with polio and heart uh, conditions and everything else. And when his casket, when his coffin was pulled down the street, Pennsylvania Avenue, by the horses on the caisson, uh, people wept in the streets. And so in the 75th anniversary of this great triumph against evil, the New York Times decided that they would feature it. Now, we made mistakes in World War II. How can you not? And some of them were egregious. We interned Japanese-Americans on the West Coast. They were citizens. We should never have done that. The armed forces were still segregated. And black men and women served in the armed forces, but in segregated conditions. We should not have done that. But the atomic bomb that we dropped on Japan saved hundreds of thousands of lives with the invasion that would have to follow it. And some estimates are in the millions if you count the Japanese deaths that also would have ensued. But presentism will be the death of us all. The times was so slanted that you would have thought the United States started the war, caused the war, and was at fault for the war. The articles even claimed that freed concentration camp prisoners, the Jews and the Roma and the homosexuals and the intellectuals and the people who were in these horrible concentration camps, mainly in Germany, were abused by some of the military who freed them. That was their story. The Times today is also responsible for the 1619 Project, which is an attempt at revisionist history, reframing the country's history to reflect the true horrors of slavery, which is fine, but on a basis far wider and further than anyone can imagine. The study, while the objectives are fine, has been condemned as faulty scholarship by more impressive scholars than those who crafted it. The Times has made some minor concessions and changed some minor things, but it's totally revisionist history, and it's what will be taught in the schools, and it's like Animal Farm. It will erase the truth. Women went into the workforce for the first time in World War II. Men who had never been more than 25 miles from home traveled across the country and then across the Pacific and the Atlantic. They were taught discipline. They were taught how to fight. They were taught how to protect themselves and protect their colleagues. The home front made sacrifices and rationed as we would never do it today. Imagine rationing goods today. Many people today won't even wear a mask to try to prevent the spread of illness. Can you picture people giving up rubber or aluminum or foodstuffs or gasoline today? For a long time, the United States didn't even turn out the lights on the eastern seaboard, talk about not wearing masks, and Japanese submarines sank cargo ships off the coast of New Jersey. Another submarine surfaced and shelled the coast of California with its deck gun. We rebuilt Europe with the Marshall Plan. We rebuilt Japan into a staunch ally, and an economic competitor for that matter, by 
Truman's executive order in 1948, segregation was ended in the armed forces, and that was strongly enforced by President Eisenhower. The GI Bill after the war sent tens of thousands of returning servicemen to college without cost to launch careers, to learn business, enabling them to start family and buy homes in places like Levittown. Germany became a strong ally and another economic competitor, which we welcomed. We supported the creation of Israel and a Jewish homeland. We created a permanent place for women in the workforce. We created a growing and prosperous middle class. Did this come with the embrace of people of color and equality and opportunity and treatment for all? No, it didn't. And that's something we have to overcome. Have we made great strides since then? Yeah, we have. Do we have more progress ahead of it? Yeah, we do. But to cast the United States as some kind of aggressor, as some kind of monster around the globe, by using this dreaded presentism and culture canceling and highly progressive ideals is inappropriate and disappointing for once upon a time, the newspaper of record. This is a flawed country. It's also a great country. I don't see people streaming out of it banging on the doors of other countries to get in. And I find instead people trying to get in, as difficult as we make that sometimes. And I find the people already here trying to improve it continually. Whether they agree or not with each other, they're trying to make a better place. And if we end polarization and compromise for a while, it will indeed become one. That's not a 1619 project, but a 2021 project. And that's the uncomfortable truth. (laughs) 